Well, hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Thursday, December 7th, 2023. National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, a very important day in the U.S. and world history, marking Japan's attack on the United States on this day in 1941. Today is often referred to as Pearl Harbor Day, just simply Pearl Harbor Day, but as the official name implies, today is dedicated to remembering those who lost their lives as well as remembering the actual event which led to the beginning of World War II. Today is the first day of the eight-day Hanukkah celebration, also called the Festival of Lights, a Jewish tradition marking a historical event that happened more than 2,000 years ago. And with the rise of anti-Semitism in the country, I feel like this year's Hanukkah celebration takes on even greater significance. Happy Hanukkah to you if you're celebrating. And on the food calendar, December the 7th is National Cotton Candy Day, which is not really food, but it is one of America's most iconic and beloved treats. I mean, technically, if you eat it, I guess it's food. And topping the headlines. If you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That That is the truth. We have it it on video. Former U.S. Ambassador and South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who's been gaining in the polls, was the clear target of last night's fourth GOP presidential primary debate at the University of Alabama. We'll talk a lot more about that in a moment. First, students and staff at the University of Nevada in Las Vegas are dealing with yesterday's shooting that killed three people before the gunman was killed by campus police. It's always that first thought of like, oh, this could never happen to me. This could never happen to to anybody. Like, this was just a bad fluke, just bad luck, right? And then the situation dawned on me when I nearly got ran over turning around to go the other way. And I was like, oh God, this is real. This is happening. That's a UNLV student speaking with reporters early this morning. According to ABC News, the dead suspect is a 67-year-old man who had applied for a college professorship at UNLV but was not hired. In Washington, Congress remains divided over funding for the border and Ukraine as the president comes out and makes a public plea for them to reach an agreement. This all as illegal border crossings surge. We will hear from Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones in a little bit. We will also hear California Congressman and former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announce his resignation from Congress. But first, more on the debate. The idea that we're going to put someone up there that's almost 80 and there's going to be no effects from that, we all know that that's not true. Uh, And so we have an opportunity to do a next generation of leaders and really be able to move this country forward. We also need a president that can serve two terms. As much as everybody wants to talk about how Donald Trump had a good economy, $9 trillion in debt he did just in four years. And we're all paying the price of that. After you left the UN, you became a military contractor. You actually started joining service on the board of Boeing, whose back you scratched for a very long time, and then gave foreign multinational speeches like Hillary Clinton is. And now you're a multimillionaire. That math does not add up. It adds up to the fact that you are corrupt. While Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy all did make mention of former President Donald Trump, they mainly attacked each other. Meanwhile, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, the lowest polling candidate on the stage, continued his attacks on Donald Trump. He is unfit. This is a guy who just said this past week that he wants to use the Department of Justice to go after his enemies when he gets in there. 
Christie also had this for the very energetic and outspoken Vivek Ramaswamy, who continued to talk positively about former President Donald Trump. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So shut up for a while. And, as I mentioned yesterday, former President Donald Trump held a private fundraiser in Florida instead of attending the debate. You may have seen this, too. Trump's campaign had been advertising for you, for a chance for you to win tickets to what they called the end-of-the-year reception in Hallandale Beach, Florida. That's just outside of Miami, about an hour and a half away from Trump's home at the Mar-a-Lago Resort. Earlier in the day, Laura Trump spoke with Newsmax. Let's bring in Laura Trump. Trump 2020 senior advisor and host of the Right View podcast. Always good to see you, Laura. Thank you. Great to be with you. What do you make of this? Are you happy that they're playing hardball with Hunter and Abby Lowell, who kind of tried to flip the script a little bit and make it um, make a strategic move here? It doesn't look like it's working out too well for Hunter Biden and team. Yeah, well, Hunter Biden should receive no special treatment. He is a citizen of this country and he should be treated as such. And this is the process. This is what should happen. Look, whenever anyone in my family has been subpoenaed by uh, the House, by the Senate, everyone complied and did what was required, including my brother-in-law, including my sister-in-law. You know, so this should be no different. Hunter Biden does not get to choose to do a public hearing so that it is an abbreviated version of events. Uh, so I completely agree with this this decision. Uh, should he decide not to follow the due process here? Absolutely. President Biden made some comments yesterday, speaking of uh, running against your father-in-law, and he said that he wasn't sure if he'd be running if Trump wasn't running. He said that in Boston at a campaign fundraiser. And then when he got back to the White House, he sort of clarified it and was kind of pressed by reporters about what he exactly meant. I think we have this clip. Let's play that. Would you be running for president if Trump wasn't running? I, I expect so. But look, he is running, and I just I have to run. If you drop out, if Trump runs out. No, not now. What do you make of this, Laura? I see a correlation that he's saying he just has to run now. And now there's sort of this narrative about uh, former President Trump being a dictator. It almost is a, a really weird timing of all of this. Uh, have you sort of read some of these comments now about the dictator and now putting it together with what Biden said here, that there's really been some ramped up rhetoric well, yes, obviously we're heading into an election year. Of course, the rhetoric will be ramped up and I, I expect it to get even crazier as we head into November of next year. Look, the, the entire dictator argument with Donald Trump was tried in 2016. And of course, it didn't work. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. And we don't need to wonder how he would operate as president because, Bianca, we've seen it. We saw it for four years. We saw how successful he was and how, although the left tried to paint him, as some sort of a dictator and that's how he would you know run this country we saw quite the opposite happen of course now it's very interesting to hear joe biden say that i guess the only reason he's decided to run is because of donald trump well is that because he thinks that donald trump might investigate his family even further you know you look at this situation with hunter biden i think a lot of people might might draw some correlation there and say well maybe the only reason that joe biden is trying to hang on to power is because his family depends on him trying to continue the cover-up that we know has happened 
for the Biden crime family. It's very interesting. This is nothing new. This is part of, of the politics that we see yes. here in the United States of America. Uh, I, but people know very well that Donald Trump is not a dictator, of course. Yes. And I thought the same thing when you see all these documents and the subpoenas and the bank records coming out. Maybe Joe Biden's running for another reason. That's to, to stay out of uh, trouble there legally. Laura Trump on Newsline with Bianca de la Garza. As I suspected, after two somewhat busy days, the president, President Biden, has nothing scheduled on his calendar today. Yesterday, the president made a public plea to Congress to come to terms on a funding deal for Ukraine and on the border, something Republicans have been saying for weeks cannot go together. Make no mistake, today's vote's going to be long remembered. And history's going to judge harshly those who turn their back on freedom's cause. We can't let Putin win. Say it again, we can't let Putin win. It's in our overwhelming national interest and international interest of all our friends. Any disruption in our ability to supply Ukraine clearly strengthens Putin's position. We've run out of money to be able to do that in terms of authorization. Extreme Republicans are playing chicken with our national security holding Ukraine's funding hostage to their extreme partisan border policies. Let me be clear. We need real solutions. I support real solutions at the border. I put forward a comprehensive plan the first day I came into office. I made it clear that we need Congress to make changes to fix what is a broken immigration system, because we know, we all know it's broken. And I'm willing to do significantly more. But in terms of changes of policy and to provide resources that we need at the border, I'm ready to deal, change policy as well. So the president, come on, wake up. It's a good thing it was important, at least, because it was a snooze fest. So President Biden says he's willing to make concessions to get a deal done. More from Eric Bowling and Congressman Jim Jordan, chair of the House Judiciary Committee. I mean, watch that guy. He how is he going to run in 2024 and, I, and be president for the next 10 months, 11 months? And then how is he going to do it after that? He, he's losing his facilities. Yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. So, so weigh in on the fact that it's your well, guys but playing a, but chicken. That is, yeah, well, we're, I mean, we're not. We actually want to go. You know, this is why in any poll you see out there, President Trump is winning big in the Republican primary and beating Joe Biden in every national polls because the country sees you know, that we went from a secure border to no border. That is, and a host of other issues. You know, we went from safe streets to record crime. We went from $2 gas to 4 and $5 gas. We went from stable prices to record inflation. And maybe to, to the, the Joe Biden losing, you know, kind of his, his faculties and, and being in the, in the condition he is. Foreigners see this. There's, there's like, look, the, the bad guys around the planet see this. I would argue this is why Ukraine, or why Russia went into Ukraine. In fact, I remember Mike Pompeo getting asked a question a year and a half ago. That he was asked, would this have happened in a Trump administration? And, and, and Secretary Pompeo said, he gave, I think, the best answer. He said, well, the short answer is, I don't know, but I do know this. It didn't happen in a Trump administration. So th that's the scariest thing of all. But for him to say it's our fault on the border, you got to be kidding me. The numbers speak for themselves. And anyone with common sense sees this happen because of those three decisions they made, intentionally made on day one. Congressman Jim Jordan on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. Those three decisions by President Biden were to stop building the wall, which they have quietly restarted, 
end the Remain in Mexico policy. And the big thing, according to Jordan, was telling immigrants that they would be released when they got to America. More from Greta Van Susteren and North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer, a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee. Good to have you. Senator, um, the whole issue of tying this border security to Ukraine, do you agree with tying those two things together or or should they be treated separately? Well, I completely agree with tying them together as long as the president insists on having an entire package. I suppose if the president wanted to send us separate packages, one for Ukraine, one for Israel, one for Taiwan, one for replenishing America's weapons and and munitions and a border bill, um, we could deal with them one at a time. But clearly that's not what he's chosen to do. I think the condition that Republicans have put on that we're first going to secure our own safety and our own borders before we secure somebody else's is is an easy ask and should be easy to fulfill. You know, I don't understand, looking in the political year, these decisions should not be made on politics, but rather on commitment in terms of what each senator believes is right for the country. But I don't understand the, those who are voting, um, who are resisting border security, how they go home to the taxpayers in a political year and say, you came second. Well, exactly right. I know I can't go home and say, listen, we'd love to you know, keep our children safe, our border cities safe, our inner cities safe. We'd love to prevent you know, 100,000 deaths a year from fentanyl poisoning. But first we have to take care of Ukraine and we have to take care of of Israel. We have to take care of Taiwan. All of those are high priorities for most Republicans. In the case of Israel, perhaps almost every Republican. But all of them are subservient to our own security. These are not unrelated issues and it should be easy. And quite honestly, if if the Democrats would agree to our conditions on the border, They'd get several hundred votes in the House and they'd get a vast majority, if not, you know, not close to a supermajority uh, in the United States Senate. Would if, if that happened, if the Biden administration did uh, agree to what the Republicans want in terms of border security, would you be voting yes if it were a standalone vote on whether to fund Ukraine with the amount of money that's being asked? So really important point. They're tied together in this bill. But even if the other bills were separated, I'd first have to have border security. There is no reason for us to make our own citizens but if they're separated. to put else. If but they're if separated, they're separate, I, if they're two different, yeah. yeah. Sure. I would, if they're separated, I would vote for Ukrainians, for Ukrainians' um, request to secure Ukraine. I think we have a national interest in doing that. I think we have a moral and a historical obligation to do that. But I wouldn't do it until we got the border secure. That's the condition on the next vote and the next vote and the next vote. That's North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer on the record with Greta Van Susteren. The countdown to Christmas is on and the holiday season we know isn't always the most wonderful time of the year for everyone, right? Many people suffer sadness and even depression during the holidays for a variety of reasons. If that's you and you have no one to turn to, no support system, maybe that's part of why you're not so happy, consider BetterHelp.com. It's convenient and private. They will match you with a licensed therapist specifically for you. Maybe you've considered therapy, maybe you haven't, but I encourage you to check it out. BetterHelp dot com slash newsmax the great people at BetterHelp have helped more than four million people just like you and right now listeners of this podcast can save 10 percent on your first month so check it out betterhelp.com slash newsmax that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash newsmax 
I mentioned at the open that we would hear from Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones. This, as Customs and Border Protection says, 10,000 migrants crossed the border in one day. Here's the problem that you've got in El Paso. As Border Patrol is off the line, you've got people just crossing in large numbers. Other parts of this is deadly fentanyl pouring into the country. Yesterday, Border Patrol ended up apprehending an individual who was a La Lina cartel member in the United States on multiple counts of weapons uh, violations and and involved in different uh, operations in the El Paso region. So that's one sector. Now let me take you to Lukeville, Arizona, where we're seeing, and most of the media is there right now, by the way, you're going to see large groups of people coming in from Central and South America, also from across the world. As the media has congregated there, you have to remember, why is it that you're seeing these big groups in Arizona? Well, Bianca, it's because of one thing. The Sinaloa cartel is pushing them there because upriver and then downriver along our border, that's where they can move deadly fentanyl into the country. One last thing here I want to mention. Remember, When we talk about 10,000 encounters in the last 24 hours, you've got to put it into context. That does not include the known gotaways that have made it into this country and the other parts of this nation. So we're probably somewhere between 15 and 16,000 people crossing into the country. It's unbelievable. And I will tell you, I was on the ground in El Paso where you saw these videos this time last year. I was there. In the morning hours is when they were mostly averaging and dealing with these pursuits because that shift change in the morning. Now the guys are telling me, Jason, it's all day, every day, 24-7. We can't, I can't even push out all the videos I have to you because we don't have enough airtime. That's how much is coming in from law enforcement right now about what they're dealing with. Newsmax correspondent Jason Jones reporting from Austin, Texas. If he hasn't already won some awards, he definitely should. Look, I have been saying for a long time now, this is by far, by far the biggest problem in the country and most Americans are not getting a good enough look at it and don't have a real sense of what's happening because most of us just live in our cushy little bubbles. I encourage you, I encourage you to go online and watch videos from the border. It's absolutely astonishing to say the least. There is all this talk every day about Republicans and Democrats, this and that. Biden bribery, the economy, you know, whatever. If I were in the debate last night, I would have simply shown some of the video that Jason was showing during this segment, for example. Obviously, you can't see it on the podcast, but I would have shown some of the uh, video that he was showing on Newsmax and simply said, any more questions? You can show two minutes of the video and say, is there any more questions? It's like a drop the mic moment. Just get people to see and understand what is really happening at the border. Okay, I also said that we would hear former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's resignation posted on X. So here it is. While I'll be departing the House at the end of this year, I will never, ever give up fighting for this country that I love so much. Now, it is time to pursue my passion in a new arena. I'm going to guess the new arena is acting. I don't really have anything against Kevin McCarthy, but he's such an actor. Come on. And did you catch the faint but dramatic music in the background? Just say what you have to say, Kevin. And let's stop saying... On X, formerly known as Twitter, we all know what it is. There's a thousand articles today about Kevin McCarthy's post on X, formerly known as Twitter. 
Also in the news today, the Biden administration's decision to delay a proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is being slammed by health groups claiming the White House is putting politics over health. The delay comes after intense lobbying from the tobacco companies, a.k.a. a lot of money, and from civil rights groups. Now you're saying civil rights groups? Yeah, data shows that nearly 85% of black smokers smoke menthol, so Biden definitely doesn't want the blacks being mad at him. And bad news, if you have used 23andMe, you know, the DNA testing kit company, they were hacked back in October, and it now turns out that the amount of compromised info is much more than previously thought. The personal information of about 7 million customers may have been compromised. Again, that's 23andMe. And here's some good news starting today and every Thursday for the rest of the year, the next three, Starbucks is giving rewards members 50% off any drink between noon and six. So if you still secretly go to Starbucks, your six, $7 mocha frappe thingy will now cost almost what it should cost. And be sure to keep up with all the news all day and night long on Newsmax, available on most major cable systems. Be sure to sign up for Newsmax Plus. Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com, sign up for your free trial. It includes all of your favorite Newsmax shows and hosts. Again, that's NewsmaxPlus.com. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.